The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. I text you a question, next minute my phone rings. What is wrong with you? Nothing worse than a salad orderer who then wants in on all the chips. Sorry, what section are you in? What section am I in? Someone's trying to board this flight with a semi-trailer-sized luggage. I think you should be more concerned with that. This episode is brought to you by Hey You. Hello and welcome. It's 2020. It's literally nobody cares. And we are back. Um, I don't want to promise that we're going to be back permanently because as we all know, it's a real sometimes kind of show. Uh, Love everyone who's sticking around, especially the Facebook group, because I feel like they're really on top of things. They really are keeping the magic alive. So if you're looking for some Cheryl content, you should be in the private Facebook group because when I am um, unavailable, because I am out doing the Lord's work, uh, they're they're doing the people's work. So we appreciate that greatly. Before we get too deep, I'm going to get even deeper. (laughs) Why is it before I get deep? Um, Let's chat about the bushfire disasters. It's truly a situation. Um, If you're not aware of it, it's because you're a fuckwit. Um, It's like the most devastating thing that's happened in Australia for a very long time. Um, You know, there are bushfires that are the size of, you know, from New York to LA and back apparently, I think now is the distance they're going. There's a fire that's the length of like here to Afghanistan, I think. Deck was saying the other day. It's truly horrific. People have lost their homes. Uh, you know, people have lost their lives. You know, half a billion animals have been lost. It's truly um, terrible. It's disgusting. And um, so it's important that everyone be aware of that. It's important that people be aware that uh, at this time that you can make a difference by pulling out your wallet, tidy fucking loser. Get your credit card out and make a donation. Do you know what I mean? Do you really need a four ninety five macchiato caramel frappe fucking who gives? No, you don't. Just get a vibe and get donating, okay? So um, that's a difference you can make. And some people are like, oh, you know, it's like it's four ninety five. Yeah, it is four ninety five. Cumulatively, I mean, Celeste Barber is just out there doing the absolute most. Producer Courtney is scrambling to get the number for me. She's playing a video because she's bored of me already. Um. She is getting the official number, but I think we're at like $35 million. We're at 41.5. $41.5 million. And up until a moment ago, the federal government couldn't even find that amount of money in their back pocket. Celeste is just out there doing the most. Love her to death. Good for her. Um, I actually would kind of like to see her recreate on her Instagram, um, the forcible handshake. You know what I mean? It's like on brand. Um, no, she's a 10 out of 10. James Cosmetics, we pledged 100% of our um, proceeds for the weekend just gone, um, which let me tell you a story. We've donated more than $62,000 as a result of that. So people really came through for us. We're a small fucking business. Do you know what I mean? Like we ain't no David Jones and, you know, $62,000, hello. So thank you for everyone who came through and really killed it. Uh, you're all 10 out of 10s. And, um, you know, that's where it is. Let's stop for a moment, though, because I feel like I need to chat very quickly about some of the people who exist in the world. So Emily Sky and I, who own James Cosmetics, we had a moment. We stopped and we were like, what can we do here? We had personally donated at that stage. Um, we'd both personally donated earlier in the piece in, I think, about November when we spoke about it the first time. Um, and we were sort of trying to work out how can we make a difference. Emily obviously has an enormous social platform, so she was sharing uh, the content out to try and spread awareness and to raise more money directly to those uh, charities who need it most. But we were sort of going back and forward, and we decided that we should do something with James Cosmetics because it's a very successful business. It generates great money, so 
If we could take some of that and redirect it, it would be ideal. So we announced that we were going to donate 100% of our proceeds. Now, I think some of the language has been a little bit confusing because some people are donating profits, some people are donating proceeds. I think some people are using proceeds in different ways. For us, proceeds meant we were donating everything. So the full amount of money that was used to purchase whatever the product is, is what we donated. We didn't remove cost of goods, staff, labor, etc. We donated the full amount and donated the cost of product as well. So, you know, it was what we could do. And everyone is doing their own situation. Not everyone can do that. So everyone's doing what they can do. We had some absolute bottom feeding fucking losers. Some straight up Cheryl's, some straight up Christy hyphen Lee's, and some straight up Karen's. And they came like, oh, you shouldn't be trying to promote your business through the bushfires. Listen here, fuckstick. You're a loser. I don't even know why you're drawing oxygen. You should just back it up out of earth. We don't need people like you around these parts because there are people out there literally risking their lives. Some of us are doing what we can to try and support those people. You don't want to be out there with a hose, trust me. The best I can do is write a check. So that's what we did. We did what we could do. But these people who are like, you're promoting your business. What What do you mean? What am I getting out of this? I don't understand. Like, you're a scumbag. As if I needed the promotion. What promotion did I get? They're going on, like, fire. had its own Instagram account and posted us. Anyway, that was fucking stupid. So, not into that. We then were raising... We had a few other Karens jump in there. We're like, ugh, just donate. Like, $62,000? Sorry, I do okay, but I couldn't write a $62,000 check to the bushfires. I'm not Chris Hemsworth, although he's donated a milli. I mean, he took a bit, but he did donate a milli, so good for him. Um... Kylie Minogue with half a milli. I mean, you think she does well, but I don't think she did that well. Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban did half a milli too. Yeah, but like, that's Why two of Why am I saying milli? Now you're making me say milli. <laughs> but Keith Urban does well on his own. Nicole Kidman does well on his own. They came together, they did 500, half a milli. But like, Kylie Minogue, what she, I, I'm sorry, I should correct myself. She did say, the family and Kylie have donated. Look, because daddy wrote a big check. <laughs> That's the greatest thing ever. I'm going to donate 5% of my X Factor contract. Thanks for the $85, sweetie. Um, she has a Target collab, Sam. Oh, a Target collab, you say? Maybe it was $185. It's a petite collab. It's for petite people. What? Like fatties can't buy it? Well, no, it wouldn't go up to your size, but it's for small people. Like it, short. Not children. No, no, like short people, like the Minogues. I feel like they snuck that in under the media, didn't they? called petite mm. it's called uh sizest anyway <laughs> thanks danny for your 185 thanks kylie minogue for your four hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and fifteen dollars no 900 anyway that joke is gone um let's move right along but i was shocked i didn't think kylie had this sort of money do you know what i mean like it's i've been spinning around was a long time <laughs> ago do you know what i mean She's nailing Pink good for her. Pink did half a mil too. Yeah, but like Pink comes to Australia and she does like 85 shows in each city. So she's donated like 5% of each show basically because she's killing it. Good for her though. She was the first to step up too. She started a landslide. Good for her. Um, but yeah, so then we donated, we raised our money. Whatever. Then last night we posted how much we had raised. Now, hi, I wrote the number in the post and I posted it because one, it was a lot of money and I didn't see that coming. Two, the money that we are writing a check isn't from me personally. It's people who shopped. So they deserve to know that whilst they may have bought one mask at $30, they still made this huge difference as a collective. Um, and three, we had pledged to raise money. I think it would be 
nefarious or dodge to then not disclose this is what we raised. But even brands like Jacuba and stuff, I, w- I didn't tr- contribute to theirs, but I want to know. Like, I want to yeah. know how much people are raising. Well, the Daily Editor, 202000 from 24 hours. Oh, wow. Big dollars, big dollar bills. So, yeah, I agree. I, I just think people want to know that information. And I think that, again, people know we're not the biggest business in the world, so it's good to see that we can still make quite an impact when we all come together as a collective. Enter Cheryl. The great, sorry, the great thing about your one was a lot were Americans. A lot were American and UK, a lot of our business, which was phenomenal to see people wanting to help from abroad. But then Cheryl popped on and she was like, you just need to stay humble and silent. Oh, you are the fucking worst person I literally know. What do you mean stay silent? If you had any concept, you would have shut your big fat mouth and stayed silent yourself. I have zero time for people who are bringing negativity in this bushfire situation. The world is like, oh, people are coming together to help those less fortunate themselves and people are still finding problems and it is driving me bonkers. The other day, David Jones pledged $100,000 for the bushfires and I was reading their comments and they were not good. People were like, $100,000, why don't you step up? Why don't you this? Why don't you that? You should do more. I'm sorry, I don't even know if they've made a dollar of profit in like the last five years. That business is flatlining, something chronic. I don't know that they can explain to their shareholders, well, we lost all of our money this year, but on the plus side, we gave some of it away for free to the bushfires. Um, sorry, we lost all your investments. Bye. That's not how the world works. We should do an episode about an economy and how an economy works. People work for a business like David Jones. David Jones buys clothes from suppliers. Suppliers and David Jones employ people. People make donations. They have a job. That's an economy. So if if they don't exist, like, mm, people are dumb. Okay, like, people are fucking stupid. So just keep that in mind um, that people are stupid as you're getting around during the day because they are around. Um, But I just wanted to say to those people, if you're listening, if you somehow stumbled across my podcast and you are someone that thinks that I shouldn't have posted the number that we donated or I shouldn't have used my company to raise $62,000, you can fuck so far off I can't even breathe. Unsubscribe, don't ever come near me, don't ever speak to anyone who I know or me because you're filth. Do you know what I mean? And then the other day, a very substantial influencer, I will say, posted and was like, don't be giving 100% of profits, give the whole thing. Why are you doing that? If you're going to do it, just do it. Fuck you. Honestly, that's so rude. Not every company can afford to give away all the money and still pay their staff and still pay their rent and still pay their tax and still... Like, business isn't easy. The fact that they're giving anything away. Some businesses can can afford 100%. Some businesses can afford 10%. It's not about using the situation or whatever. It's still money that they wouldn't have otherwise had that they're giving. No company has to do this. This isn't a requirement. You know who does have to do something? The fucking government. So if you would like to yell at someone, yell at the government. And, you know, I didn't want to get on here today and be, like, negative about the government because I'm not that person. And they've now come up with two Billy. So, like, they're doing okay. Would you shake Scott Morrison's hand? Oh, look, I would shake his hand because he's weathered a storm. Do you know what I mean? Like, he needs a hug. You know what he needs? A holiday to Hawaii. Well, a a redo, if you will, a do-over. (laughs) <laughs> um, not good. Look, poor Scotty Morrison. Um, ScoMo, if you will, Scummo, as he's been referred to as the internet, which is rough. Have you seen that meme with that video of that woman like on a bus or something and someone's and reaching like, out their hand? hand? Yeah, so that's good. rough. Um, look, here's my message for Scott Morrison. I will not only donate $62,000 from James Cosmetics, I will donate pro bono PR services to the federal government, the office of the prime minister, because um, everyone employed in your office 
needs a new job. Or maybe they should return to the counters at Woolworths. I can't be sure, but truly, Scotty. I, Olivia Pope. Oh, no, no. He just needs a fifth grader, sixth grader even. Um, I've seen some advanced fourth graders maybe even. Uh, who he's working with over there is wild. Um, you don't roll into a, a town ravaged by fire, homes literally destroyed, animals burnt to a crisp without a bottle of water. I mean, like, he must have had a bottle of water in the car. Surely the Prime Minister wasn't driving around thirsty. So offer your own water. Like, I, I know backwash isn't great, but it would have been something. I just, you can't, and that's not his job. I know people are going to be like, oh, leadership. Oh, okay, we get it, Gretel. My point is this. Let's just step back. I'm going to come back from the water situation. He should have had something to give out. But Prime Minister's... Their job is deception. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go there. Like, that's what politics is. On the side, you're trying to do the actual job you paid for, which is get laws through, change things, whatever. But 90% of the time, your job is to appear to be doing something for your constituents to get re-elected, to keep your job. And if anyone is listening to this, they're like, oh, Sam, it's the same reason that when your boss walks around in front of you today, you change your screen from solitaire to something else. You're just preserving your role by looking like you're busy. We get it. Everyone's doing it. So are the politicians in the world. The problem is it's paid a little bit more, so we get a little bit pissed about it. But Scott Morrison is just about PR. That is his job. This whole crisis and people who are like, it's about leadership. Can we just stop? It's about looking like you're doing something. No one thinks he's going to take the hose and go down and do something. Although but, like, Tony Abbott was out there with a the hose. I know, but like, oh, imagine being yeah, in his group. I'm surprised Kevin wasn't like, why didn't I think of that? Like well, Kevin Rudd, they're always trying to get in there and get their press, aren't they, those Well, two? Kevin Rudd would have been like, Zhaoqing Kong Fong Cha, as he was raising money in China, because he speaks Chinese if you weren't aware. Um, anyway, um, if anyone wants a translation of what I just said, um, I wouldn't bother looking. Um, so basically, uh, a a Prime Minister's job is PR is 90% of the role. And I feel like his PR team let him down, obviously. But there's no real leadership to be sought here. He is correct in saying that the state government is responsible for bushfire management and whatnot, and they're doing a great job. But he needs to appear to the public as if the states are answering to him. Stand in a room, stern face on, point. Put a person with a uniform to your left, put a premier to your right. It's not a hard photo op to coordinate. You know when, like, there's an election and they hold babies? It's about what it looks like, not about what it is. But, like, what about like a, recliner, cocktail, Hawaiian T-shirt? Yeah. Is that not the but same photo Like, up? provide him with a different line when they approach him. He was like, it's a state issue. It's a state issue. It's a state issue. It's a state issue. That line is We're doing whatever we can to help um, the states. That's yeah, I would just... Right? But it's, what you want is commanding language. I have instructed Premier X. I have instructed Deputy Commissioner Y. Use... Powerful words. It's like, this is PR 101. I mean, I've had some people come and work for me from university. And let me tell you, that degree is pretty bad. But even they would be able to identify this. It's just, I really feel for him because I think that his job is to be leader of the country. His job is to handle federal issues, of which this isn't necessarily one in the first instance. What his team's job is to make sure that he is appearing as the Prime Minister. They have let him down here something chronic. The office of the Prime Minister costs millions of dollars a year to operate, and I just feel like I want a refund. We they're assume, useless. though, he could be like, I'm not fucking doing that. People could be saying, sir, you need to be doing something. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy to say no. Do you know what I mean? I just, I'm not buying that. I really feel like... I just think he's got bad advice. Like, as if he's saying, getting out of the car, I'm not handing water out. Who, I mean, who are these peasants? It did feel like he was like, I don't, I'm going on a holiday. 
I mean, that wasn't great um, at all. But um, look, uh, but also, where are his PR team to be like, on one hand, you can go to Hawaii and sip cocktails. On the other hand, you can guarantee election next time. <laughs> because if he'd have been like, cancel my holiday, and then they leaked that out the side door, because that's how politics works. And then it got announced, like, Scott Morrison's out handing water out instead of Hawaii, where he should have been. This would have been like, Scott Morrison, mate, he's out there doing, you know, whatever. He should have gone and pat Tony on the back. You know what I mean? Like, oh. I've said it already, but pro bono work. Office of the Prime Minister, spinning co. I'm available. I'll take leave Just if you need. Jacinta would have known what to do. Oh, Jacinta Ardern. PR-wise. Like, if good she's at looking that. for another job, I'd hire her here at a heartbeat as a spin doctor, if you will. Because she is just lapping the world's media up. And then she was like, we've sent more. Okay, we get it, sweetie. Our Prime Minister can't find his shoes. Or apparently his return plane ticket. Stop picking on us. Anyway, it was tough. I mean, just if you're in the PR game, I'll give you a little PR tip, and here it is. When you go to the first town and they refuse to shake your hand and then your client forcibly picks their hand up, one, it's the time of me too, so now is not the time to be forcibly doing women do anything, but um, that's fine. Proceed. When you get to the second town, don't then look for additional handshakes when it's clear that the, uh, the cities aren't looking for that. Hand him something to give them, food or water, because they will accept it. There you go. There's a PR tip. Take that to your schools and your professors, etc. Write masterclasses on it if you wish. Um, that's about something else that's going on, like the Golden Globes. Yeah, that's a wrap up of the fire situation. It's devastating. If you can donate, like I just said, if you're about, if you're listening to this and you're about to order a fucking whatever, and if you're looking down and you're like, oh, I don't have anything to order, that's funny. Are you listening to this on fucking AirPods, bitch? These didn't come free with your phone. You purchased these at two nine nine or three nine nine or something. If the AirPods probably like four nine nine. We're all bankrupt buying those. Go and donate. Anyway, um, the Golden Globes. Ricky Gervais is back at the microphone. Oh, he's my fave. He just, what is the Hollywood? This is the perfect example of how desperate people are for ratings. They were like, we could bring him along, offend half of the country, be hated by everyone, be abused by the guy that we've paid, uh, and have most of the talent scared to attend, but we'll have ratings. And they were like, we'll take it. And there he is, standing up there abusing them. I mean, he's, he called the Hollywood Foreign Press, who is responsible for hiring him, uh, racists. So um, not ideal. A couple of highlights. Um, when he threw in that the movie regarding the Pope was about pedophilia, I almost choked. Um, you know, because of their history. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he just made it up. Um, anyway, that was pretty funny. What was another highlight of a line there? Some of them were a bit like soft. Um, there was one other one. Oh, I can't remember what it the, was. Now, um, the but. length of the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like how long the movie was. Oh, no, the Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that part where he said about how by the end of the movie, his date had become too old because he's picking very, 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 very young women. Legal, though, <laughs> to our knowledge. Um, he also, Jeffrey Epstein, shout out. Oh, the Jeffrey Epstein was great, too, where he said, like, he's not my friend, he's your friend. And everyone roared with laughter as they all looked around like, oh. I then did get on a plane like, with that guy. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he was like, you all the flying on other planes. That was great. I didn't mind the Felicity Huffman jab. I thought that was good. I thought the backup with the husband was pretty soft, but um, I thought that was pretty I good. thought it was rough because I feel like Felicity has, like, tried to take responsibility for this, whereas Laurie Loughlin, Loughlin, whatever her name is, hasn't. And she was like, not guilty and like fully trying to make a, a long drawn out process. And she did much worse things than Felicity and she didn't get the jab, you know, jab them both. Yeah, but I think that Laurie's a bit like low end. 
I think he wants to go for a name in the room. True, I think Felicity would have been nominated in that room before. Yeah, so I think that made a lot more sense. Um, I enjoyed that joke, though. That was quite funny. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, not a lot else I really saw from that, though. Um, what else has really happened? I, I didn't watch the Golden Globes. I don't really ever watch Did that sort of stuff. Did you see any outfits? Did you see J-Lo dressed like a present? No, I didn't see anything. I don't watch a lot of that sort of stuff. I don't really consume a lot of it, you know, unless it's put in front of me by you. I don't really, you know. But I really wish there was like, I wish like Netflix would do like a uh, a Ricky Gervais piece and it's just like you could just watch his parts of all the Golden Globes over the five years. But do you think they'll have him back again, Courtney? I mean, I, I don't think he would do it again. I think they would ask him again. You don't think he'll do it again? No, I think that he, he's made it very clear, which he did last time, I guess, but he was like, this is the last one. I won't be doing this again. I think there's one more in it where it's like the farewell tour. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's something in that. And the way he pitched Afterlife, where he promoted his own TV show, made me feel like they'd said to him, as long as you don't promote Afterlife, you can do it because it is a specific show on Netflix and we're trying to promote, you know, network television on NBC. And he was like, absolutely not. Season two is about to come out on Netflix. Like, because he didn't seem to go in too hard and it seemed like light. It seemed like he'd been told you shouldn't have done that, which is wonderful. Um, anyway, no, he's a hoot and a half. Love him the most. I'm being shown J-Lo's gift um, that is her dress. Um, I mean, it's nice for a change to not be seeing all of her um, sans nipples, but um, I'm not into it. Golden green. I think that should have been for a pre-Christmas soiree, if you will, as opposed to a post. I'm not sure about that. I haven't podcasted since the holidays. How was everyone's Christmas? What a 10 out of 10. Tell us about your Christmas. Well, it was a 10 out of 10. I mean, look, I didn't... The trees have come down. Isn't it just like a depression that just... My tree is still up. All the decorations are off, but the fairy lights are still on. I can't let it go. I know. It just It's sort of like... It's like a, a fog that approaches and just consumes you. And then when it leaves, all the happiness is sucked out of the room. It's very sad. Um, but no, it was a fabulous time. I, as always, hosted my many events during the season. Uh, this year, I did Friendmas, a Christmas party for my friends. Um, I did a Christmas light looking. I did a Christmas dinner at my house on Christmas Day. You had um, two staff Christmas parties. Two staff Christmas parties, um, an internal and then an external. Um, you know, it's a great time of year. And, you know, I've already covered it, but people are like, you're a fucking loser. What you need to understand is, and I've already discussed it in this, but let's go back, um, an economy. So um, when you go and you buy... Our president, David Jones, that was a joke. When you go and buy a present online um, and then you end up with that present coming to the door, let's go through what's happened. You've paid with your credit card on the internet. You've purchased from a website. From that website, there was people who fulfilled the order. There was people who marketed it to you. There was people who managed the website. There was people who marketed to you through social media. Then there was people who logistically packed it. There was people who then put it in a truck. Then that truck got sorted. Then it got delivered to your home probably three or four times because you weren't home and then you blamed us, the brand, even though you're a fucking moron and you should have been home and it's not our fault. Or it arrived in Australia Post, pegged at your door and smashed forever and everyone's like, we don't know what happened. <gasps> Fragile. Um, so... That's called an economy because all those people get paid by that brand. Now, at Christmas time, we spend a lot of money. So more people get jobs. So more people get paid. So more people get to eat and live in homes. Okay. An economy. So like when it's like, oh, it's such a commercial holiday. Yeah, it is a commercial holiday. Fuck stain. Do you know how you keep a job? By people spending money in the economy. If people kept all their money, we'd all be broke. What the hell? People are so dumb. Like, honestly. Anyway, that's fine. Um... 
good times, great music, and then what else happened over Christmas? Pretty chill. I kind of worked through. I did uh, Sunrise Cross at Pacific Fair on Boxing Day morning at 4.45 a.m. That was delicious. Um, I was in a right mood too as I arrived, and then people were like, yeah, bro, coming in for their, like, gym session for their 5 a.m. workout. Well, fuck off, okay? It's clear that the steroids are doing sufficient work, bud. Just stay home for one day. I mean, truly, it's enough. Oh, Crocs released a limited edition Christmas pair, which obviously Actually, we all Bumpusher have. Actually, Bumpusher Aaron bought some limited edition Crocs, the Post Malone ones. And that photo and was taken when I wasn't in the office, was I? I wasn't apprised of any of the information, just posted on social media. Well, what he's actually saying he's going to do is sell them because they have good, like, markup or whatever. Oh. Resell value. That's the word. Yeah, cool. It's like a Pandora. Try and resell that piece of shit. I mean, like, truly. Every year there's a line at Pandora. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, how is it possible that when these bracelets launched in, uh, what, like, 91, like, they've been around for fucking ever. How does someone not have a full bracelet yet? Every Christmas. People buy new bracelets. Yeah, they do, because, like, our auntie has, like, the purple ones, all different purple ones, and she has, like, a gold one, and she has a red-toned one, and it's, like, all different. Then you could have a rose-gold one. Oh, oh, dear Lord. Let's just move very quietly to the left of that conversation. Come on, our aunties do that, actually. Mm. I actually remember I bought mum once um, 10 years ago. I <laughs> haven't seen it since. Um, anywho, let's move right along. But before we do, I just want to say also for Christmas, I know you're not going to bring it up yourself, so I will. Christmas presents for our family. Oh. Sam. So um, I'll shout myself out. If you <laughs> haven't seen it, head to my IGTV at Courtney Mangan on Instagram. And basically on Christmas Day, so Sam and I usually go in on gifts for mum and dad. And this year we had already pre-purchased their gifts because dad wanted a particular TV. And it was on, um, there was a huge sale on it during Black Friday. So we got it then and like, so we could get a better one, whatever. Um, and so, which must have been painful for you, Sam, because I'm pushing Christmas gifts to mum and dad and unbeknownst to myself, he's bought us all a group family gift. Um, so just making him spend more money. Um, anyway, so on Christmas Day, he hands us all these big boxes and he said, oh, these are all individual, but they're all together. So we open it and it's like clues. There's like a card. A riddle, just, if you will. Yeah, like a riddle and then like stuff in a box. So my box had like these little furry, glittery, pom-pommy kind of things. Mum's box has what we think looks like, or she says looks like a stone and like and a, a sham, chamois kind of chamois thing. Um, chamois. And then Dad's has um, candies and chocolates and chips and stuff all opened and it's all British lollies. Anyway, so we were all opening our thing being like, what does this mean? And I'm looking at mine and then... Banger. Dad shows me his, and I've I sp- I've spent some time over in England, so I recognise them as British stuff. And I'm looking at it going like, mine's pom poms. Like pom is another way to refer to a, as a British person. Sam, Dad has British lollies, and then there's this urgency in my voice, like, Mum, what have you got? Like, she goes, then she holds up like a stone. So I'm like, oh, Stonehenge. So I'm like, are we going to England? It was like awkward to say because you don't want to say that. He'd be like. No, no, it's We're going to Tasmania. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, are we going to England? Anyway, I didn't mm. get it quite right. I was closer than mum and dad who had no clue what was going on. No, the riddle was quite advanced. <laughs> um, not everyone could come on Do you want to explain riddle. what they actually were? Well, look, <laughs> they were very last minute. But uh, mum's was her dream place to go to. Her bucket list place is back to Ireland. 
Um, so hers when was her a rock and a chamois. So shamrock. Hello. Uh, Dad's was all British confectionery and chips that was open. And his dream is to go to the British Open. Which is a golf tournament. Hello. Uh, and Courtney's is Pompeii. And so hers was a way to get to pay <laughs> with a very personal story, insulting someone I can't fucking stand. Um, and and the first one was Pom. So Pompeii. Hello. Um, so I didn't see the Pom Pom thing. I didn't actually know what a Pom Pom was for <laughs> a, an uncomfortably long period of time while I was doing media at Pacific Fair. I was walking around trying to locate. Um, a cheerleading outfit. <laughs> I thought like little girls would have had like a cheerleading outfit. If you had given me a cheerleading outfit, I'd be like, I've lost a lot of weight, Sam, but this is too far. But I would have <laughs> thought that like the the pom-poms, like you would have known what they were. Yeah, yeah. That's me doing a pom-pom. Um, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Is that like a whole thing now? Like is that sexist to have a girl dressed as a cheerleader? Is that inappropriate? Because you couldn't find that anywhere. And when I asked, I was in Kmart. Hi. No, I was in Target. Um, but I think more they were around at Halloween, not Christmas. Well, like they have costume sections in all these shops. Oh, maybe. And I was like flicking through and it was like, you know, obviously like Elsa, you know, Elsa, Elsa. Elsa. <laughs> but um, yeah, then I asked a guy and I was like, like, you know, cheerleaders sort of stuff. And I answered hesitantly, obviously. Um, and he was like, cheerleaders? No, bro. Have you heard what of me too? <laughs> like what? What the fuck are you calling me bro for? I don't know if that's sexist, is it? Like be, there's surely, is there still sexy nurse? Oh, CC Cheryl, she'll tell me it's offensive. Fucking, here we go. Hi, Karen. Nice haircut. Anyway, we're all going to Europe for a holiday in July. Yeah, Europe. <laughs> what a fun time. Apparently, you didn't tell your PA Jess, your new PA no. Jess, and she was organising the holiday and she could have at any point said anything to any of us. You didn't tell her it was a surprise. Well, she wasn't. She was only, <laughs> she's only slightly adjacent involved, really, because it was like the 11th hour. I was like, here's an email that they could be following me up and I'm pretty bad with the old follow-up. And probably she was like, it was a surprise. Like, I didn't say anything to anyone. <laughs> Our department's like a vault, though, isn't it, Jess? You and I. It's a vault. Well, Nothing's seeping out of our team. There was lots of tears. Even Sam is crying. So if you want to go check that out, well, we have minimal, video of it. It was <laughs> And Ben, like, zooms in on you while he's filming you because he's like, he has a heart. Sta- yeah, I know. Stan, <laughs> he was looking for a fat angle, too, that little fucking prick. <laughs> As always, Ben doesn't listen, so we can say what we want here, can't we? Uh, you know, some of his friends listen, so we can all gossip about him. You know what, I'm what did you do for New Year's Eve? I actually don't even know. New Year's Eve, super chill. Everyone I've spoken to this year, it seems like they've done literally nothing because everyone was like, I was in bed early, I was in bed, whatever. But I went up to the mountain, um, Tambourine Mountain, where a good friend of mine, Oliver, lives, who's been on this podcast before, I think. This one? Yes, yes, he yep. has. Um, Oliver, he has a house up in Tambourine, and um, we just went up there and it has like a an overview of the entire Gold Coast. So you can actually see all the fireworks from Southport to Surface and Broadbeach from the one place. Um, teeny tiny, but you can't see them. And uh, we just hung up there. We had a barbecue. Um, I cooked it. Thank you very much. Um, Did you? Yeah, I'm quite talented on the tongs, uh, if I'm honest. People don't see it coming, but fuck you. Do you know what I mean? Watching Dad all these years, picking up tips. Uh, well, I don't know. If you actually go back in time um, and Oliver can put this forward. I'm on the cover of Friends Quarterly, uh, the quarterly magazine from All Saints Anglican School, the school that I went to. Uh, I'm on the cover of that whilst I was in grade, I want to say seven, uh, cooking the charity uh, sausage sizzle on a large flatbed barbecue. Um, I don't want to say that I started charitable uh, pursuits young, but maybe I did. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to uh, be clapping myself on the back because Karen will be here with a knife, but um, I just want to let you know that photo is out there and um, I didn't put it there. You know, it's the cover also. Um, you know, 
I don't want to say that I'm a cover star also, but here I am. Um, I haven't credited that as my, you know, well, that's two covers in my life now. I just usually think it's the one, but it's really the two. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, that's, you know, I have quite the talent with the barbecue, if you don't mind. I cook it at the house myself also, if people are over, as you know. Um, yes, very I good have, Aussie Day barbecue. I do. I also do a famous, um, my recipe, uh, famous uh, open steak sandwich on a beautiful soft sourdough. Um, just with a light but freshly made tomato salsa um, and really just a creamy and delicious seeded mustard um, mayonnaise hybrid that I make myself as well. Um, oh, with an eye fillet because, you know, I don't like We haven't else. seen that for some time. I haven't seen that since the traumatic day. Haven't you? I made it after that. I did. But um, I think it may be time to bring it back out because, oh, what a sandwich that is. Sam burned his hand quite severely last time he made that. Uh, still served it, uh, still famous for it. Don't want to brag or anything, but um, there I was. Didn't get to eat it myself though, which was a little bit disappointing because the steak was a 10 out of 10, I was told by all It was delicious, guests. it was. Didn't stop any of us from eating even no. though he was in great pain. It was, yeah, it wasn't a good day, was it? Because I just stood by the uh, the kitchen with my hand under cold water. And we just sort of rotated peas, corn from the freezer to you. Yeah, that was later because for a long time there it was just underwater. We weren't in drought season then, so it was permissible. Um, I re- it took about six months to recover financially from the water bill, but, um, you know, there I was. So, uh, yeah, I can cook, uh, nail the barbecue up the mountain. Um, all of his family just got two new kittens, so they were there and they were teeny tiny. They were very cute. All of his family's also trying to acquire a peacock. Um, that wasn't there, which was disappointing. Um, Oliver and I also, and you know, whatever, like don't come for me, but we also um, had a fire going. Now I just want to clarify before Cheryl or Karen or Christy hyphen fucking Lee comes anywhere near me. It was one of those like you press a remote control and it turns on. Okay, like it is an open air flame or anything. Calm down, darling. It was Lux Tambourine Mountain. Um, but it wouldn't work. And so Oliver and I had to deconstruct and reconstruct. Um, and so I will be updating my resume to say fire tamer. Wow. Of two people in the world who I would say could deconstruct and reconstruct something, it would not be you and Oliver. No, which is why it will be on my CV. Maybe, Maybe on my Instagram. Update Bunnings to let them know that this is a new school you have. Maybe they'll reconsider. Please don't bring their name onto my podcast. Those fuckers. Matt Ten, are you listening? Yeah. Do you know what's actually been really interesting after the fires is seeing that these charities um, are spending all of their time and resource to raise money to purchase appropriate uh, respiratory equipment for firefighters so that they can wear a mask that doesn't um, allow the you know the, the smoke and whatnot to get to them and, and as a result obviously cause them injury. Um, and this charity is purchasing them at full retail value from Bunnings Warehouse, um, which I would just like to say is fucking disgusting. So I don't know if they're doing something or if someone's woken up over there or like what in the flying fuck's happening. Although it's clear from our experience with them that they don't know what's going on. People are out there trying to save lives. Do you think you could find a fucking mask for them? I think maybe you could. Or even offer it at a wholesale price. Cost. Cost, that's the word. Cost. And you know what? Fuck cost. You guys are doing fine. You took masters down with one swing of your arm. Give them for free. Rude. Anyway. So before we get into New Year, New You, which I know you desperately want to talk about. Your resolutions. What I desperately want to talk about is the fact that you have seen the first episode of Vanderpump Rules for season eight on Hey You and I Have It because you got sent to New York like a fancy fucker to BravoCon. I don't want to brag, but they said to me, Sam, hi, how are you? And I said, hi there. Um, how can I help? And they said, we'd like to unveil the episode. No one else is saying it, just be you. And I was like, okay. Um, did you want to do it at my home? Or? And I said, no, let's fly to Manhattan. 
And I said, okay, um, I will need to stay on the Upper East Side. I will need to lie flat on the roof. Um, Did and not take we me went. as guest. Took fucking Emily Sky, even though I've been a hey it's you like stand for life. I want to see housewives. <laughs> so we went over there. That was fab. Uh, met all the housewives, got the photos, got the time, spent chat, whatever. But I saw Vanderpump Rules season eight, episode one. Let me tell you a story. It is some saucy, saucy bits. I actually think I've missed a few episodes in season seven when I need to go back and have a watch a But it inspired me when I left. I actually went back and started watching from season one because it's a 10 out of 10 and I enjoyed that. Now, people did message me, although people are up to date now, but like I'll just re-update you because people have been messaging me. Actually, yesterday, one of my followers messaged me and was like, hey, you were talking about Top Deck. That's the wrong name. Below Deck. Um, Top Deck is your a chocolate bar that you like. <laughs> I don't mind it. It's not changing my life. Um, it's no marble. Um, bring back marble. That's what we're doing this year. Pop that on the list. Petition. Yes. Um, yeah, someone messaged me yesterday. I'm trying to find my um, DMs. They literally, my DMs blew up overnight. Of the I actually think talk. Vanderpump Rules comes out like tonight as we're speaking. So by the time you're hearing this episode, I think Vanderpump Rules season one, sorry, season eight, episode one will be out. So like get on that. Just I'm get excited on immediately. to watch it tonight. And also like DM me because like I've seen it so long ago. I don't know if you knew where, but I was, I was sorry for everyone else. Um, <laughs> I was just so long ago. So hit me up with a reminder. Um, but no, it literally was a banger of an episode. But anyway, someone was messaging me on my DMs last night saying, um, they signed up to Hey You and they started watching Below Deck and they're loving it, which we love. Hello. But if you don't know what it is, it's a streaming service. I'm not going to get into this five times, Cheryl, so listen the fuck up. It's a streaming service that has all of the reality TV shows. If you want to pretend like that isn't all of our lives, get off my podcast. It's a 10 out of 10. If you're going to pretend like you don't like Kardashians oh, as well, like fuck I off. don't have time for you. What this is, though, is that they've got it all on there. So not only are you watching Vanderpump Rules Season 8, Episode 1, well, after I've seen it, but, you know, with the rest of the world because it's only airing in the US and then they get it immediately after. You're not waiting, hello. Um, but if you haven't had the privilege of seeing it before like I did, um, you can watch it immediately with the US. But what I like about them is that they have all of the original seasons. I like to be able to start at season one and come forward. I'm a Johnny come lately with some of these things. I wasn't there for the housewives to begin with. So I'm watching New York from the beginning, season one. Well, I'm well past that now, but that's where I did start. So you can go there, you can have no information, you can start from the beginning and you can move up from there. This below deck business, I haven't started watching yet, but I'm going to. I Everyone's do watch below it. deck. It Everyone is, is literally time. blew up about it. It's because like you've heard the word cabin fever. Yes. That's literally an example of what's happening. They're in the under deck cabin. Yes. All the staff of the like, it's like a nice yacht or whatever. Yes. And they're stuck together for all these days with these like unreasonable guests who are like, I want this to cook and I want this. And they all get cabin fever and they're all like attacking each other. Whereas in, if you were in a normal job and you were going home at night, you wouldn't be fighting with people because like you're living with them in such close quarters. So it just creates a very dramatic environment. Yeah, it's for sure. Good. And they also Why get like new sort of cast members every sort of, every season there's like someone new coming in so it's like refreshing oh, all the time it's fresh, fresh. who's fresh. your favorite housewife oh that is tough 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 i would have to say bethany just because i feel like her and i are spirit animals together it is um, upsetting that she has left the franchise now housewives of new york it's not ideal but she did come back for a hot minute um which we enjoyed but um you know i i love her um i i really like ramona just because she's nuts and i just feel like there's something to really admire about that level of just openness. You know, she's like, it's my own pinnacle ratio. Pinnacle ratio. She says pinnacle ratio, really weird. She's I love great. her. She's great. Um, but also like Countess Luan. And at the event, she was like literally the same. Like I understand it's reality TV, but like she was the same. 
and like be like, oh, darling. <laughs> it's like, you're not as fancy as you think you are. Okay, calm the fuck down. Just in case you're wondering. And like well, drop the title. As she says, money can't buy you class. Have you heard her song? <gasps> she sang it. Oh, I didn't get to see live Luann. <laughs> no, I That's so it. upsetting. And they played it when she walked out and she did a little dance and it was She's a cabaret show now. Yes, I know. She uh, There was one on as part of the thing. Oh, so what a time about, to be alive. Yeah, it was a lot to handle. Uh, but no, she is interesting. But yeah, they're probably my faves. So there you go. If you do want to sign up to Hey You, it is $6.99 per month. No contracts. Can cancel any time, but they're doing a free month trial for your Yeah, business. it's a free month trial. Like, come on. What are you doing? Don't pretend you've got anything better going on. I so don't. there'll be a link in this podcast in the show notes, but Please. you can also just head to just hey heyyou.com. Hey H-A-Y-U. It's simple. It's four letters. Lazy. Go there faster. It's like one coffee Six a month. $6.99 you know? a month? Oh, affordable much? Hello? Like, I don't know. Do you buy your kids something? Cancel that. What do you mean? Fuck them. Honestly, $6.99. Or you're one of those people that's like, I oh, the skinny mocha almond whip. Cream whip. Cool whip. <laughs> show um just, like, just don't buy add it. a side of avocado you know that's all it is <laughs> oh my god you could also buy a new audi if you're not going to add <laughs> avocado to your toast these days jesus just get there heyyou.com now that we're in a new year sam let's talk about new year new you i'm a whole new person jam what happened i was a whole new person literally nothing has changed do you have any goals how do you feel about resolutions Mm, they're not really for me, the resolution, are they? Do you know what I mean? Like, ugh, it's just so like, I'm going to be so much richer this year. Cut to the, in December, pushing the trolley back at the bay. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just nothing's changing. Do you have changing. Like a keto diet plan this year? No, I'm exploring some different options for myself this year. I'm not oh. sure what I'm going to do, but maybe something will happen in that realm. For me, look, I'm like everyone else in the world, but I have a real excuse no one else does, um, where January is a bit of a tough month because I come out of January, oh, sorry, out of December, and my birthday is January 10. That's 10 days. I'm not going to diet for nine days. I'm not crazy. I'm a psychopath. And I have to be at his birthday. So, you know, I Adjacent. also can't. <laughs> exactly right. So um, I can't really begin dieting until, you know, March or April after I recover from January 10th. <laughs> I didn't even know you were going off keto and doing something else. This is interesting. Oh, that's not world. confirmed. Oh, oh okay. Okay, well, that's not been confirmed. What kind of things so, are you looking at? Can you enlighten us? No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to oh. unveil. Okay, but you will keep us updated. Of course. Only for the podcast group. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Coming back to that. But no, I'm not a big resolution person. I just feel like people are losers all year long and then they think that January fixes it. Like, I'm not sure if many people aren't aware, but December 31 and January 1 are the same. There's a tip for you. I'm the person he's talking to. That's why he's saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, just the same. Like it's like a reset. It's like even throughout the year when you want to start a diet, it's like it's Monday. Like you, you need to start at the beginning of something. I could never start a diet on a Thursday. That's madness. That's the trick. It's like I need to like start a, a new fresh of something, start of a new week, start of a new year. It just feels like just because people are listening something. to this, um, that is saboteur advice. Uh, <laughs> she is a saboteur, um, and the reason that is because she, it's not you need a fresh week. It's that you've decided on Wednesday and you want Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to consume every food you've ever liked ever. He's not wrong. When you're like, I don't know if I like a twirl or a flake. Oh, I'll have both. I'll have both. Because I'll never be able to eat it again. <laughs> and um, then you get to Wednesday of that next week and you're like, I deserve it though. This is a tough week. I'm a good person. I am doing the right thing. I'm having a twirl. Oh, Just you, one though. You have, oh, well, then I've wrecked the week now. So I may as well start <laughs> next start Monday. Monday. Yeah. Or then you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's it is. Woo. 
Um, anywho, can confirm that theory isn't a goer. <laughs> it doesn't work. I can also confirm it. <laughs> can confirm. Um, no, so I'm not big enough, but yeah, I just think there's so much. You know what's funny? And I think this is actually a podcast listener. At the end of last year, you know what we should? We should make a resolution live. I don't like resolutions. We should make a live resolution. We should try and commit. You know, in the room today, the podcast I'm is being I'm scared for what you're going to bloody yeah, say. Who who what are you committing us to? Um... We we should introduce Brain. She has got no microphone, so she won't be talking. But um, we have uh, assistant Jess now. We have a new assistant for me in the team, um, which is exciting because, as everyone's fully aware, I'm fucking useless. So um, she's going to try and keep the um, train on the tracks, which is near impossible. But if an episode doesn't come out, hit Jess up because it's not going to be my fault. Um, so someone else to blame now. It's Button Pusher Aaron, there's producer Courtney, and now there is assistant Jess. So um, she's joined the team. She's going to keep things on the track. But what I think we should do is we should try and commit, where possible, <laughs> to having a person in monthly or something adjacent that we help with the business business. You know? Hello? I'm not sure what you're saying. You know how I bring a follower in and we do advice? Coffee with Sam? Oh, so you bring in. I'm like, what do you mean? We've never had a follower on the podcast. Sorry, you meant in the office. Oh, in the office. You want to bring in a listener every month and give advice. Should we do that? Yeah, so could it be on like relationship, just like oh, funny kind of that. stuff. Oh, you, you want to do business stuff? That's not for this podcast. That's boring. Do that in your business podcast, The Spin Life. No, I just meant generally. I didn't mean necessarily for the podcast. I was giving you a life update. But, oh, you want me to bring people in and give them advice? Oh, stunning, Courtney. That's hilarious, right? Dr. Sam will be available <laughs> from February on. Uh, I say February because I have to go to New York. Oops. Um, when are you going to New York? I think the 26th or something. Oh, God. End of the month. Um, I'm going to require the five or six days. Um, and also gives me another chance to wear my coats. So starting in Feb, we're going to have one follower on and we can, Jess and I can pre-screen what their issue is going to be about. Yeah, please. Cause like, I'm not having someone come in. It's like, cause if they're boring, I'll just say you're boring and ask them to leave. <laughs> Enter at your own risk. <laughs> Truly though. And we can screen what they want you to talk about mm. and then they'll come in. It could be anything. It could be an incident that they have with a Cheryl. It could be a relationship drama. But it needs to have some tailor where I'm actually, that need to ask a question that I'm answering. Yes. It can't just be like, okay. I went to the shops buying my box dye and Cheryl said your hair looks like it's box dye. Just like, we can see it's box dye. We didn't need you to tell us that information. Okay. Do you know why? Because blonde and orange aren't the same. Just letting you know. I can't be sure, but they're not. Do you know what I mean? Let's do blonde and then like, what if it's like blue at the bottom? No. You're 45. Do you know when blue was cool? Never. But if you were going to try it, it was 18. Actually, 15, really, to be honest. But anyway. Um, okay, so we're going to bring someone in. It's Dr. Sam. Um, I am fully qualified for all medical um, topics. I'm fully qualified for all relationship topics. Um, what else am I There's fully qualified for? I have all the degrees. Cooking. Cooking. Uh, I have my own celebrity chef show. Um, Women's issues, if you've got any of those. Any. He knows all about those too. Um, parenting and children. Oh, yes. Parenting of and children. Course. I have a doctorate from the University of Southern California. Um <laughs> What else have I got? And DIY jobs. I don't have any formal qualification, to be fair, uh, only in that one area. It's more of a talent you were born with. You're exactly right. It is a skill that I was, um, I guess, blessed with. Um, hashtag blessed. Um, I could just look at a piece of IKEA furniture and it assembles. Almost at will. So um, I can help with that uh, if you're having issues. 
Um, yeah, I'm. You know, I need more walls, but it's looking like a cute idea. Yeah, I think we, we we'll find walls. It's we probably won't find all the walls. We'll probably find them as they're on the episode and go. Well, that wasn't quite the wall, was it? We'll we'll try for another one next week. No, certainly not if I'm having a bad day. And I sit down and I was like, oh, like, oh my god, your voice. This is a rap, okay? No one's going to answer. They're going to be terrified. No, no, no. Come on in. Because, like, if you know you're not a Cheryl, you know deep down there's not that many Cheryls who, you know, although there's, yeah, there's plenty of Cheryls who think they're not Cheryls. That's true. What am I saying? Um, okay, great. So we've just created a resolution. Um, follow along on my journey. Um, you know, and, um, oh, I forgot. I'm fully qualified in health. Um, oh, yes. Personal trainer, master trainer, um, all the above. So, also sporting. Um, Sporting, um, competed at a national and international level, um, For Olympics. All of them. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I am a decathlete. Um, no, I don't plan on becoming a woman. Um, <laughs> that was a joke for people who get it. Um, yeah, no, fully qualified. Nutritionist also. Excellent. Great. It's jack of all trades, really. Well, that's true. I mean, where else can you go and sit in one room and receive advice from so many different qualifications? No, no not many others. So I'll take care of that. It's funny because um, you are all... still a know-it-all, so it is still kind of true. <laughs> I'll be able to handle it. There's no question I can't handle. This is about blood or needles. How people are reaching out to us? I am not qualified for arachnid, ar- arachnids. Don't ask me questions about spiders. True. No Steve Irwin kind of shit. No, no, no. All right. Next week, we'll have an update of the walls and we'll let you know how you can get involved. Fabulous. Definitely. But if you are someone who's got needs business advice um, and you're looking for that help, I also want to up the ante on that. Um, so what I'm going to do is on the Sam Mangan website, sammangan.com, um, there's a form there, copy with Sam, and you fill it in. And that's where I give you business advice, not on the podcast. Not funny. I've had several people come in um, and we've helped them. We, you know, I had someone approach me at Pacific Fair Pavilion the other day at the Polo um, and she DM'd me also. Uh, who said that the business advice and tips has changed her business. I don't want to say anything like bragging, Jess, but oh, she did say I changed her business. <laughs> who was and her lives and lives of her family. <laughs> it's funny you should bring it up, Gordy, but yeah, she did. Um, she's also on a healthy journey because I put her on that as well. And her relationship advice I provided also. Dr. Phil's got nothing on me. Although he's not qualified. Is everyone aware of that? He's a lawyer. Yeah, not a doctor though. Well, no, he's a doctor of law. He's a doctor of fuckwittery. He needs a new haircut. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Oprah met Dr. Phil when she was being sued by the beef industry. The beef industry. Can you even? Not ideal. Anywho, fabuloso. That's it. That's the first episode back. What a banger. Thank you for joining us. Love you the most. Join the private Facebook group. Follow me on Instagram. Do something. You know what I mean? Get involved. Anyway, that's all good. Love you the most. We will see you uh, maybe for the Sometimes Daily Show, maybe for the next week's episode. Who knows? Stay tuned. Love you. See you then. Goodbye. This episode was brought to you by HeyU. So head to heyu.com, H-A-Y-U.com, or download the app and start your one-month free trial today. They have all your favorite shows and certainly mine in one place.